I, I don't really have a process. I feel like there's a lot of intuition going into it. Uh, I mean, obviously there are like the usual steps that I take, talking to the directors, see what they want, what they don't want, what they, what they would like to make the audience feel what we want to bring out in the characters or in the story and uh, working around all that, I think I just, it just, I mean, it, it kind of sounds silly, but it just comes, it just flows, you know? Dandy, you stole What's your it? line. Yeah, you stole it. Stole it. Oh, it's you're I, that's how I'm feeling, man. Feeling just dandy. How did the test go? It was good. I was actually a little nervous. Did they? Did they shut? Yeah, the they thing shut. Up your honestly, nose? it was nothing. She was. Mm. She was a pro. So. Oh, so they did it up your nose. They sure did. Both nostrils. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow. Hello, JP. Hi. JP. <laughs> What's up? Good. How are you guys? So nice to meet you, Katie and Brandon. Never talked to you yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good to meet you too. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for having me. I'm excited. It should be a blast. Yeah. We're we're super stoked to have you. Are you in Paris right now? I'm in Cannes. Oh. In Cannes, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Is that where you're from? No, I'm um, I'm half French, half Turkish. Yeah. So I'm kind of from everywhere, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Home is where my mom is, technically. Oh. So it would be the south of Turkey. Um, oh. But yeah, so I'd say Paris in France. Nice. That's amazing. That's awesome. I've never been to Turkey, but I would love to go. I've only I've lived in France, but I've never been to Turkey. Nice. Where in France did you live? Yeah, it was funny. I was reading your bio. I was like, oh, I was in Paris in 1998. <laughs> no, I I grew up in Paris. Well, I mean, I grew up in Paris. I lived in the well first we lived in like the 13e and then we lived in the 15e and 16e so yeah we kind of moved around but i love paris so much it's amazing that's nice i was in the in the 13e as well so oh you were in the 13e so you know what's up you know what the 13e is like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what's up <laughs> you'll have to come and see that for yourself so when you're in france i'd love to i think that should happen um, so. that's such should. a good idea that's what needs to happen anthony needs to go find out what's up oh my god I do. you guys would love it there it's I, oh yeah. it's so powerful yeah that's super rad yeah i know i know brandon wants to start that episode because i'm probably gonna have like a million <laughs> questions i'm already starting it okay sorry <laughs> all right here we go uh good afternoon or good morning uh welcome to this industry life podcast i'm your host brandon haskell i'm your co-host anthony wilson and i'm your producer katie garland noble and today we have uh anthony's good friend jp who is a music composer and yeah 
we're gonna talk about music live from france yeah live from <laughs> france. <laughs> yeah um i guess just starting off uh what was your background or childhood like like how did you get to hear what what were your first like inspirations of of music as a young a young one and you know how did that grow um well i guess um both my parents were kind of like really artistic um i grew up listening to classical music with my mom and my dad was really a jazz blues person so i was really in everything, going to concerts, operas, ballets, like all my um, all my life almost. And um, and so I started playing the piano when I was um, like four, I think. And, um, you know, did like the classical conservatory stuff and kind of got bored out of that and then decided I didn't want to do any music anymore. So I decided I wanted to study film, which was more exciting for me. Um, and, um, yeah, so I went on to study film in Paris um, uh, at the university. I got my bachelor's and my master's. And then I went back to music because I actually realized that that's where my passion lay. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm still a huge uh, cinephile, but um, mm-hmm. I wanted to combine those two. So and I thought, why not film music? Um, and then I tried, I, after um, I got my master's, I tried to um, um, see how things were in Paris. Um, I enrolled back into the conservatory, started kind of music classes, orchestration, and you know, trying to do it all right in the right direction. And I found some film music classes, but they were really limited to people who either had um, previous experience um, knew already a little bit about film music um or uh it was really taking everyone in and neither of these were for me because i didn't want to be either um with people who already knew too much about it because i didn't know anything about it Mm -hmm. technically (laughs) Um, i mean i didn't even know how to use the software so i was really a newbie but then i didn't want to be with people who were also just starting out music it was like there was no in between Mm -hmm. Um, so i found this one class actually um and the teacher was pretty nice we're like six students so it was pretty intimate and there were computers it was um basically on um the uh, real life industry level um technology so we were able to um learn uh how to use the software there and i still wasn't really happy with uh, what i was getting and uh, so i started applying to other places um and um then ended up going to ucla extension in los angeles and um, I'm still not done with that. <laughs> um, it's been almost two years. I'm kind of doing it part-time. So um, taking it class by class. Um, but it's been great. I learned a lot there. So I'm still learning. So. Yeah. Sounds like you've been, you've been in uh, France, Turkey, and United States and Los Angeles, right? How yeah. have all those different places, learning music and doing music there, has either broadened your your taste or style or have you learned many different things like how has that experience been um i think i'm i'm really interested in cultures i'm really interested in people and stories that people have to say and um i think everyone that i met um in my life has always has always brought something new to me to my perspective 
for anything in life. Um, and I think those perspectives open up my mind, but also musically, they're kind of influences. I, I, I don't know, I feel like um, traveling, seeing new places, seeing uh, new cultures, you know, at, my grandfather used to say one language, one person, which technically means, you know, the more you speak languages, the more per persons kind of you are and uh, the more culture you can bring in. Um, because it's not the same when you speak the language and actually go live in another pl in, the, in that place as well. You know, it's mm. I'm not sure how to explain that, but um, there's so, like yeah. an immersion that happens in the culture and you kind of absorb things that you weren't wouldn't be able to absorb just by like reading about it or watching a movie or something yeah yeah you have to like understand the mentality how those people live what actually a baguette represents in the parisian life <laughs> i don't know um and i think all these kind of um I i'm also a very emotional and sensitive person so um they just either directly or um, indirectly affect the way that I channel that through my music. And um, so I, I feel like Turkish side brings a lot of melan melancholy mm. uh, and, um, and nostalgia also, because I kind of miss living there, miss my friends who are mostly there. And then my French side kind of brings that more, um, maybe i don't want to say avant-garde because that would be a little bit too uh um avant-garde avant <laughs> <laughs> but more like maybe chanson francaise stuff you know more um a little bit more modern side of it uh -huh. and um and living in america actually made my music sound a little bit more hollywoodian i would say wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's you amazing. didn't you want to be a director at first actually because i know you're so interested in story so you, did you did you direct first before you got into yeah i i directed like one really tiny short film which was for a festival called the uh, nikon film festival okay and it's you have to direct every year there's a festival and they put a theme and you have to direct something for like around a hundred and yeah, two minutes and something. Um, and one year I participated in that and uh, kind of like um, like what you did with the bird were like three people uh, in the crew with two actors and it was yeah. no budget, tiny. We filmed in one day and it was really amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I composed the music for that too. And yeah, that was kind of the first experience of actually directing which I did enjoy. And I, I do wish to go back into uh, filmmaking in some way, but maybe more on the production side of it now, you know, kind of like um, helping with more uh, technical um, things. Do you like being on set? Did you, you said you loved the process. So you really loved, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being on set, I think being on set is really thrilling. There's something else to it. It's like being with all these people and creating something together. And, you know, it's, everyone's there for the same reason, having, having fun, but also like um, putting a lot of energy and effort into uh, building something. And I think that's, the, that's another aspect of the creative field, which I love. You may have said it already, but what was the reason from switching from directing, wanting to be a director, to then going to film composing? What was that reason? Um, 
I'm not completely sure about the reason, but I think that um, I was kind of really fed up with uh, film because of the education system that I was in. Um, I was writing, I, re I wrote two theses. And in the end, I mean, I was, I loved writing those theses. So it was, it was a lot of fun and, uh, and a lot of research and bring actually, um, I wrote about Turkish cinema and Turkish TV series series and for a French uh, school, which was really exciting for them too. But then I, I started realizing that the, the French educational system, kind of the same thing going on with film music afterwards, restricted my uh, creativity and uh, my will to actually discover more about filmmaking. Uh, I was starting to go to the movies and see movies that I didn't want to go just because I had but going just because I had to see them. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want to lose my passion for it. And I felt like that was kind of not helping the situation and making me um, a little back out a little bit. And yeah. So what, it, what like inspires you when you're working on the composing side? Because I, I listen to a lot of diff your different compositions and they're all like so like unique, unique, unique. You're really good at creating something new for every single, uh, you know, film or short or whatever you're working on. So do you talk to the director? Do they do the director just like let you go with it? Because um, I noticed some of it was classical and I loved those. Um, but then some of it it seems almost like you said that there was like a modern a modernity or a modernness to it that I really, I really loved. So yeah, just what's your process? Uh, thank you. Thank you for- Yeah, I, know, I, I was so impressed. Um, I, I don't really have a process. I feel like there's a lot of um, intuition going on into it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously they're like the usual steps that I take, talking to the directors, see what they want, what they don't want, what they what they would like to uh, uh, make the audience feel, um, what um, what we want to bring out in the characters or in the story. And uh, working around all that, I think I just, it just, I mean, it, it kind of sounds silly, but it just comes, it just flows, you know? It's just, I think maybe because I maybe because I did film studies, I uh, with like help the help of like an, analyzing a little bit the scenes and the characters, I'm able to kind of um, know what to feel myself or know what I should feel when I'm composing. Um, but yeah, usually it's just I start off of the piano and I just play whatever <clears throat> I feel like goes well with the tempo and the flow of the scene that I'm scoring. And sometimes it's not right at all. And uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's right on point. And it just, I think it just depends. Yeah. You need the time to find it. I think that um, when it's not right, you can feel it. I'm When I'm not happy with something, I know that it's because it's not right for that scene. I mean, I do have a side that I'm looking for perfect as well, which I know. <laughs> we all know we can never actually have but <laughs> I don't know I think that um you have that scene and you try out different instruments or you know which instrument you want to use you so you you just try you improvise on it and then and then you just mold it into what you want to sculpt it into maybe
right it's amazing it's, amazing. it's, it's kind of like a miraculous process because i've never worked directly with a composer i worked with someone who had music already and then he was willing to you know make little modifications and like i've worked as a sound designer but um there's like it's such a crazy art form that's so underappreciated in filmmaking because it's true like the music will make you feel something like in the, your short film loiseau like you're literally crafting the music alongside like the choreography and it's so moving and you wouldn't feel that if there wasn't a you know like a tender-hearted composer behind it so mm -hmm. i i think it's like yeah i just it's honestly listening i i had to like listen to yourself like watch it and then like listen because i'm just like wow it i never i mean i like i said i've worked with someone before but not like i don't know it made me appreciate on a whole new level i i yeah respect for real because i don't know how you do it <laughs> it's amazing that's that's what's really interesting about that movie is that we so that that was my second movie as a composer. The first one I didn't, I had no clue what I was doing. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, it's just out there. But um, <laughs> I was, a, I still didn't know what I was doing, but I knew a little bit more. And I was lucky to work with um, a young uh, director who was, who I was in college with. And she actually wanted to be an actress. And she thought that a way to uh, showcase her own work was to write it and direct it. And uh, and so she had total confidence in me and my work, and she left me completely. She gave me a hundred percent of her trust, and she left me just do my my thing. And um, and we were trying since we both didn't know what we're doing. We're just <laughs> also the technical side of it. I didn't know how to use a software. I knew only how to use my piano. So we're trying to find people who would be helpful and helping us with no budget. And um, and we found this um, same like guy who was starting out. He had just built a studio, um, and he was willing to help us record at the piano. Yeah. And um, so we talked to him. We're like, maybe one day, maybe two days. And we decided on having two days at the studio. Uh, it was like a 20-minute short film. And everything was going to be on the piano. Since I didn't know properly how to use the software, I wasn't even able to other instruments I mean I could have written for other instruments and have them record with live performers but still I was new I didn't know many musicians you know I, it's it was just a big um confusion at that point and um and we go to the studio and half of the music is not ready like I had composed for only half of the of the film because we're like you know we're not paying him so it's fine if we come back next week for the second day and we can have another week on it and we go to the studio and I just I scored half of the movie that day on the spot wow. and I speak about intuition you know it was just there we're like we didn't know what we wanted to do for what scene and I was just there watching from the iPad the movie and just playing things in the on the piano and we're like okay yeah that's it let's record that and then that's just how it went Wow. And I actually got awards from that movie. Yeah. So that's, that's you amazing. Won, you won best score, right? <laughs> At a film festival for that? Yeah. I, there were two two film festivals which were kind of following each other. So yeah. it was a month where I got two awards for my second movie. And Yeah, that's crazy. It was just incredible. And that's what intuition can do. I feel like if that's when you follow the gut and then it just happens. So true.
what kind of feeling do you get when you realize that your your intuitions are the right intuitions like i guess how how do you feel when you know that it's tr- like that's what it should be i think on the spot i'm just happy with it mm-hmm. i'm like yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's really simple it's not like hmm should i place this a little bit further should i i'm just like no it just works the way it is um, you know, I mean, when I look back afterwards, there's always things that, that I wish I had done differently or want, would want to change. Uh, but I think that's because, I don't know, as artists, are we ever 100% happy with our work? Uh, right. <laughs> self-doubt and doubting if it's going to be enough, if it's going to be um, worth it, if it's, you know... I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it on the more um, uh, technical side of things, I want to say. I, I, I think that's... Yeah, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Anthony. No, 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 Sorry. Katie, take it away. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, as a writer, I relate to that so much because, mm-hmm. like, I have that ultra perfectionism thing and the guys know that I have that. And, you know, it's. I think it is just something that artists have and you can't help it. As a producer, I think it's, like, a little different. It's more like you look back, you have knowledge and you're like, Oh, I totally would have done that differently, you know, foresight or hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think learning as you go and trusting the intuition. I mean, you won awards, like, and you, it's beautiful. And it was your, I mean, second short. Like, how freaking dope is that? Like, who yeah. cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I just wish I could do, I think you can learn a lot from process of, of people who make music. I think you can learn a lot from musicians and because I think, yeah, like like you said, writing, Katie, I feel like what you can learn from people making music, you can learn from writing. And like if, you know, if you're making a song and you're nodding your head or you feel like it fits the scene or if you're writing a scene, you feel like the dialogues, it's it's almost like making music in a way. I mean, just like the beats of writing and and the pacing and all that and all the different layers you can add. So, um, yeah, I mean, I always try to listen to music with everything I do because I just think music is... It just helps me with everything, and like it, it gets, it makes me more instinctual when you listen to music mm-hmm. and do things, you know. So do you yeah. listen while you write, for instance? Yeah. I know a lot of people do that, but yeah. I See, do. I can't do that. I'm amazed. Like Anthony and Brandon can totally do that, and I have to have like, like I could listen to your music, JP. Like I totally could listen to your music, but if there's any like lyrics, oh well, yeah, or no, I don't do that. Distracting. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'd listen to like October by JP maybe or like, yeah. you know, or just like something ambient or uh, yeah. atmospherical, I guess. I don't know. I think Brandon does the same thing. Or, well, you... no, I can do I can do anything as long as like I'm feeling emotion from it. Like oh, I don't okay. care about words or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard for me too, Katie, the, the words thing. Like, yeah, you just get distracted. Yeah, yeah I, I have a writer friend that will literally listen to, like, the craziest, most, like, just, it, like, will give you, like, just scream 400 out. headaches. Yeah, like, almost, like, metal type. And I'm just, like, how do you think and write? I don't, yeah, I couldn't do that. But so, who knows? To each his own. JP, when you, do you ever get, like, motivated by music? Or when you're scoring a film, do you listen to music for references? Uh, depends what I'm working on. I, um, if it's something that I'm new to and I need to adjust to a certain style, uh, then yes, I'm, it's like kind of doing research, you know, when you write, you do your research. Mm -hmm. So I 
compose, I do my research on what I would need, what type of instruments, what type of writing. When I need to research for a specific genre or a specific orchestration, um, I like literally go on YouTube and try to find things that might be interesting. Um, I do, um, when I'm pitching someone, uh, I do, if I don't have the ref the the work to show from uh, my own library, I do go online and find um, scores that I'd like and in which yeah. uh, genre I could see myself composing as well and that I think would fit the movie. Then I'm like sending examples of that of those scores. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing, but it's kind of like working with um, temp music, you know. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, talk about that because I I've had the privilege of working with JP here twice. Um, and I remember the first thing we worked on was that commercial and I remember I, I sent you temp music and then I just like heavily regretted that. I just, I don't like doing that. And it wasn't because I was like married to the temp music. I actually didn't like the temp music and I loved what you made so much more, but I just feel like that just puts you in a box. Um, and then on the second time when we worked together on the bird, the short film, when we met, we talked more about motifs and feelings and you know, character. And then that's how, and I let you be creative with that. Like I knew what I wanted, but I didn't tell you or show you temp music or tell you what instruments you just took what I wanted, um, through story and just told the film, uh, told the film story through music, I guess with the, the film. So yeah, I don't know. Temp music is a weird thing that I don't really enjoy when I'm working with the composer. I don't want to do that. I think and uh, it, if I really don't have any uh, idea on what to do for that scene, then like temp music is a good guide, which is I feel like as a composer, is some, it's really bad to say that, that I don't have inspiration for that for a specific scene. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but in other cases, I, um, I mean, I, I did send a demo this one time for a feature documentary that had nothing to do with the temp score and I never heard back from them. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or if they're still uh, in the production uh, side of it. <laughs> um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes temp is good to give like a feeling, but sometimes I'm, I feel like something better could, could come and I, you know, I'm hesitant to show, depending on the person that I'm working with, I would show something. If it's totally different, I wouldn't hesitate showing that. But if it's, if it's someone that is, like you said, married to the temp, then I try to stay as um, close to that as possible. But it's true that it's kind of a blocking the um, my creative side. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's sometimes have more to be more fast paced you know instead of having to like um uh, just go from ground zero be like okay we want something like this and then it, it just um paces up speeds up the pace sorry i haven't spoken english in maybe like over two months oh, yeah. and well, I'm you're amazing, amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. my vocabulary is horrible <laughs> like i was actually gonna ask you how your english is so beautiful like how did you learn did you learn in school or i did learn a little bit in school but i watched a lot of uh tv and movies in english which mm. is what kind of helped me with um the accent and also knowing a lot of slang <laughs> <laughs> When you watch films, do you do you find yourself focusing on the composition a lot, or is it just a mixture of the whole, you know, the whole thing? Uh, it depends. That's a that's a really good question. I've never thought of that. 
Um, I think um, it. I think it depends. Sometimes yeah. I get movie which I guess is a good sign it means that they did a really good job with the music and the movie because nothing kind of stands out on its own um but sometimes I really like it when the music also stands out like I'm a huge fan of, um it's not the same register I guess but I'm a huge fan of Miyazaki movies oh my god I mean, don't get me started you gotta have a lot of music in it I guess but um yeah beautiful I forget the story and I'm just like singing the music along, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like the one, there's only a few times where I feel like the the composition has really stand, stood out and that's, yeah, with Miyazaki, definitely. Also recently was the Joker film for some reason by uh, Hildur, uh, what's her name? Uh, but yeah, she's like one of my favorites and I, that was actually my favorite part of that entire film because I didn't really like yeah, film that much, really but the composition was crazy so yeah do you have inspirations yeah. or, or like people that inspire you as a composer i, I, I do i do uh and i, I don't know if i in, yeah inspire is a better word than influence because i think influence can sometimes be too overpowering on, sure. you know it's like yeah i get you. Influences you but that does that mean that you make the same sounding music that's i don't know it doesn't have to be composers too it could be like you know the birds <laughs> Film. <laughs> <laughs> I like sunsets. I like, okay. I like little, little things in life that mm-hmm. come naturally. Uh, I think that's that's where the beauty lies, especially in a world where we're all about negativity and you know bringing bad stuff. So yeah, um, I try to watch the sunset every day. I wish that's I was awesome. a morning wake up and watch the sunrise, but <laughs> <laughs> <it's> difficult. <laughs> um. Yeah, just enjoying the moment, I think, is uh, where I get a lot of ideas. But yeah. weirdly, I get a lot of ideas while I do the dishes. <laughs> I would start singing while I'm, like, doing the dishes or cleaning the house, you know, singing out loud, just random movies that I make up on the spot. And, That's, yeah. yeah. That's so interesting because I've, like, my one of my really good friends is a musician. And it's so interesting to hang out with musicians because I feel like they're – like just in mid conversation, I remember one time I was talking to him. He's just like, "Oh, oh my god!" And then he just ran away, and I was I just stayed there. I'm like, "Okay." And then he came back like 20 minutes later. He's like, "Listen to this." And he just like made this melody on his program and software. And I feel like he also is always recording voice memos. Like, do you do you find yourself doing that? Like while you're watching the sunset, for instance, are you like? Uh, not not while watching the sunset, which is yeah. weird. I like I. I usually forget most of the stuff that I that I just sing to myself because I I don't know why I don't record them but sometimes I do record them when I'm like in the most random places. Uh, sometimes I just wake up and I have this melody in my head and I will record it. Or uh, when I'm on this one time I was on a plane and I recorded it. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. You know, it's maybe places where I feel like my piano is not would not be at my disposition. I just like um record it but when I know that I could go back home and go on my piano and do it I just like let it be but then it's kind of too late unfortunately Mm. but even my voice memos I have a hard time understanding what I was trying to say again (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why but for I love your songs on the compositions you've made on SoundCloud too and I don't know if that are the if those are um scores from projects um, or if they are they just like personal works, and if they are, how do you inspire yourself without 
like you know scoring someone else's story like how do you score something on the spot out of nothing you're not watching any frames or you know what's the inspiration uh, easier weirdly okay. uh, because when i was at the conservatory we had a composition classes and we were supposed to uh compose pieces for um whatever uh ensemble was going to play it at the end of the year so it could be a, a trio it could be a quartet it could be a quintet and um and so i had like a couple months to write like a five, six, 10 minute piece for that ensemble for the class. Um, but since I actually started film scoring, I'm having a hard time composing next to that. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm able to score, like, uh, not score, so I compose one minute stuff, I realized, but when it, when I need to do it longer than one minute, it gets complicated. And my idea just, I have a hard time connecting my ideas and it's mm. just like, I can sympathize it's, with that, yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place and not like one whole good piece that you explored fully, but more mm -hmm. like bits of ideas that I tried to put together. Right. It's like exactly how I write. That's, that's, why, that's why I was like, exactly. Yeah. Anything I write, I, I do like the first page and I'm it's like. sick. You have I'm the like, intro. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, where do I go now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um yeah, do you do you want to talk about our process with the bird? I feel like that yeah. was that was an interesting process. It um, was interesting. We had COVID hit us in the middle of it. Yeah, but, we did. Oh, yeah, we only got to meet once in person, but I'm glad we did because I feel like that was we yeah that was like the beginning meeting and kind of got everything across the page. But yeah, I loved working with you because um, first of all, you're very talented, but also you you like explore a lot and I feel like you're always sending me, you know, multiple versions of like a, a part, you know, it's like, Oh, this, uh, this version has a string that's more metallic sounding and this one has a more classical sounding string or whatever it is. And it's just crazy. All those little specificities and how they, you know, how they mean so much though, when you like really pay attention to them. Um, and is that normally how you work? Do you like make multiple versions for the director and send them, you know, your instinct and what they wanted or, and then like another option? Do you normally do that? Uh, depends if I have the time, if I have, um, if they're open to that, cause sometimes, uh, they're not open to that. So I'm told that it's not good to send multiple, uh, versions, oh. but yeah. <laughs> Um, not at least. I mean, I try to send versions that are not too uh, different from each other musically. You know, like I'm sending one jazz arrangement and then one completely opposite classical arrangement. But because um, apparently, you know, it can confuse people, <laughs> which I mean makes sense. Um, and just like to um, um, stand behind the idea that you present, which also is, I think, important. But I like to. Um, open the options for the directors as well and see that we can also do this and we can do this and we can also do this. And it's just that all the version, versions that I um, usually uh, present, um, I feel still are um, working with the story and still um, bring out the nice things. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're amazing you're doing incredibly well <laughs> and uh so I don't I I I you know like the stuff that we did together it was it would have been things that we do we did 
if we were in the room together you know oh right. hey and like this and how do you like this cello instead of this one and do you want a note here i think this place i at least that's just the way i work i don't know how others do it i don't know if they're like no i think that you should like i send you this and i stand behind this or if they are open to i mean i'm i'm sure that um you know it's it's all about um bringing out what's best for the movie mm-hmm, right definitely. Um, and uh of course it's about making the director and the producers happy but i think that it's also a, a huge process about um about making a beautiful baby together kind of <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> it's not I mean I mean I, I think a lot would disagree with this saying that it's the director's film but I feel like um I don't see myself only as a composer but I see myself as an artist so when I put my efforts and work in that I feel like it's also because it's also my baby so it's something that we do together and it's it's not about me it's about the creative work that we do for the movie mm-hmm. and um and so that's why I think that sometimes one idea might sound good for me, but the second idea might sound better for the director. So I try to send all these options. I, I don't know if I don't know if that made you more confused in the process, Anthony. Like sending uh, you. No, honestly, it didn't, and it wasn't like there's so many versions. You know, it was like it was like two different versions for each. You know, for specific scenes, some things we had totally fledged out. We're like, all right, this is the version. We don't need a second version. But yeah, there was just like a couple scenes where you would just like toss a note in here and then the other version didn't have that little note or like the motif of the bird that we developed and we ended up just scrapping it. We're like, yeah, we don't really need this. Um, it, I, I don't know. I liked it. I would just, you know, drag and drop it under the footage and watch it. And then I would completely re- like I would watch it from front to back, like the whole film with the new edition just to like feel it all at, you know, all together. And obviously it's more work, but I think, yeah, it is like a baby. So you got to take care of that baby and you got to put the time in. So <laughs> if you want it to grow up to, to be a beautiful baby. <laughs> so I think uh, it's all worth it. It's all, it's all worth it in the end. I think any extra, you know, it's worth it, I think. So I, I didn't mind. I, I loved that process actually. So. Well, yeah. I'm happy if you're happy. Yeah, I definitely am. I definitely am. I yeah. think it's really cool that, like, you have your own process of, like, you know how other people do it, yet you still have your own process of how you like to do things. I think that's really cool. You, you kind of need that. I think, you know, it's it's in the, it makes you you and it makes you the way, you know, it's like, it's the little things that would make someone want to work with me rather than working with someone else probably what do you want directors to know that they might not understand when it comes to working with a composer like yourself or just any like composition in general um maybe for um hmm difficult question <laughs> <laughs> Um, for maybe for like new directors like students that are just finishing film school maybe um especially in france for instance um they never talk about music uh they never talk about composers about the um about the fact that music can be 
um, a, an important element in the storytelling. And um, and for that reason, like a lot of students, when they finish film school, they don't know how to interact with a composer, which can be totally normal. I mean, that's 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 my job to make it easier on directors and producers to communicate and to you know um, put their ideas through. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that they feel like, especially in France, um, maybe. Um, because again of the education system, I'm not sure with the lack of courses on um, film music, um, a lot of um, film students don't want any music in their movies, which is, I mean, it's understandable if it totally supports the storytelling that they want to put across. But when you actually listen to their arguments, you understand that they're totally uh, close to the idea of having any music. Um, and um, there are a few workshops that actually try to uh, work on that, um, bringing composers and directors or writers together so that they can actually exchange ideas and uh, talk about the musical process. And even in the, I even watched one of their uh, presentation video the other, uh, like a month ago, and um, there was this one young director who was like, no, I think, you know, music, uh, I don't really need music here. And, and when the composer actually presented her the idea she liked it oh good I think, like at least she was open to the idea of it but I find where I find like when I first was starting out here um going to the conservatory I was trying to find film students reaching out back to my um, um college friends see if they wanted any music and most of them were like no I don't really work with a composer I don't really use uh, any music or they use pre-existing stuff but like really minimal mm -hmm. And I think that um, they need to be a little bit more open about the idea of having music. It's not, you know, the, having music doesn't make a film less beautiful or less meaningful. Yeah. It can, there's the right way to put in music, like with it, we did on The Bird. Uh, right. And like not having any music at some scenes were more important than, than yeah, having the, music. Like the end, yeah. Mm -hmm. The last yeah. Note. Yeah, yeah. That just shocks me that there are directors out there that don't want any music. I, because I've you know watched a lot of films that have very minimal music or no music, and it's incredibly uncomfortable. And I know that's the intention of the director, or at least that's how it comes across to me. But it's so you don't realize how much music adds to a scene until it's like removed and then it's like there's just like this insane uncomfortability and again sometimes it's amazing and it works and it's almost like a theater piece and there's like an intimacy but I think if you do a whole film like that it's to me it's like takes me out of the story because I'm just too uncomfortable it's also interesting that in France they don't want to put music in but like here in the United States I feel like Every student film that I've seen, it's like music throughout the entire piece. Yeah, like, like there's, yeah, yeah there's that's not how a, I yeah, feel. Yeah. So true. Which is crazy. Maybe I mean, that's an American versus yeah, like kind of European fun. cinema thing. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe with like the avant-garde cinema kind of uh, shapes that idea of like having no music makes a movie more art. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? <laughs> and that if you put too much music, it becomes too uh, Hollywood, too much of a Hollywood, mm -hmm. and it loses all um, art sense. 
in it, which I don't totally agree with. I think there's like a, like a balance to find and yeah, I, I think there's a happy medium. <laughs> I just thought of a question. It might be corny, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I was, because um, I remember you said your grandfather said like one language, one person, and you obviously come from a, a very heavy musical background too. So I'm just, I feel like you're the right person to ask this question, but would you rather um, know every, be fluent in every single language in the world or be very gifted at every single instrument that there is to offer? Yeah, if you could. That's a trick question. Uh, <laughs> does that mean that I want to be um, know a little bit of every culture? Uh, I mean, oh, instruments are really, really. I mean, I I love. I would love to learn. I think I'm gonna go with the instruments. I would yeah. love to know how to play every single instrument. Uh, it's just it's. It's also it's I think it's also something else. It's another means of expressing yourself and um and I think you express something else when you do it on the piano and express something else when you do it on the cello or the guitar and uh Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna go with if that's fine. No judgment. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Um, <laughs> what what do you think is the difference of I don't know, have you had have you been able to compose with instruments like recorded directly off the instrument or has it all been uh electronic i guess or is there like what's the difference for you as far as playing the actual thing or playing you know a saxophone on your keyboard you know what i mean uh we did have some recording sessions with uh ucla um with classes which was i mean it was amazing it's a totally different experience and a totally different way to um prepare you know you have to like have all the scores ready and be mentally prepared also to be like talking to musicians who know what they're gonna do but you're still like have to tell them what to do and it's so I found I find that process so intimidating as a young composer um it's it's really not the same I think when you're on um your midi keyboard in front of your um software you kind of have you kind of have a lot of um, uh, uh, liberty in what to do in some way. Um, if it's depending on what you're working on, you know, I could use a saxophone, like you say, but not make it sound like a saxophone at all. You know, right. play it around and like make it sound way more electronic than it's supposed to be, uh, which is also a fun experiment to do. Um, but there are a lot of stuff that you can't do um, with the software that you would want to hear uh, live. I think, in my opinion, uh, despite like the the you know there are some really good um, libraries, musical libraries, which are uh, basically um, the instruments on my computer uh, that sound really really realistic, and they're trying to do it even more realistic. But I think there's something else more organic in the fact that you're recording you know you can hear the sound boom you can hear the bow sounds it's it's a it's a different experience but it's also a different sound so um yeah i think i'm yeah always musicians as much as i can yeah. whenever i'll be able to <laughs> totally. so, yeah. that's amazing that's almost like 
being a director, but just of the of the music, because you have to direct all of these other musicians. And I can see where that would be kind of intimidating, but also really exciting because you wrote all of these things these musicians are performing. That's pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> what's yeah what's what's up what's uh what's next for you do you have any projects that you're currently working on or um well i'm in the process of signing my first feature documentary which is kind of really exciting and it's um for a tv broadcast here in france Mm. so we'll see how that goes (laughs) congratulations yeah that's awesome exciting but a little bit nervous trying to figure out the whole process of uh how things work here because they're a little bit different um so we'll see i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah i won't fail but (laughs) um let's say that you are able to rescore three movies uh what three movies would you rescore (laughs) Is that fair? How should I? I've thought of that. I've thought of, um, you know, like speaking of Miyazaki movies, I love the magic that comes through both the story and the music. And I was like, should I try to like rescore one of these scenes just to see if I'm able to bring out that same magical feeling that I get when I watch it and oh, listen wow. to it? Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, which which but... film would you do out of the Miyazaki collection? Um, I I I'm weirdly am particularly attached to um, and I know the names in French, so it's really weird. Um, <laughs> Spirited Away. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the the the. Um, that's the earliest memory that I have going to the movies, uh, to Miyazaki films to watch it in the movies. I don't remember which year it was it was out, but um, so I think that like that would be something because it's it's like it holds a special place in my heart, kind of. Um, but I I don't think I would ever be able to do it. I I don't think that I don't have that um, confidence in myself yet. Maybe. Uh, to be able to say that um, I would be able to score a movie better better than the job that's already been done. Maybe not like, maybe on the like, um, I do have like when I watch um, some student short films, I'm like, hmm, the score could have been better. Like, you know. Yeah, of course. But in, in bigger movies, I think that the reason why they're so good is also because they found like their perfect music, you know? Sure. So it's kind of hard to imagine anything else. Especially not my music. Not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day, but we'll see. Uh, well, then, what's your favorite three? What's three of your favorite movies? Three of my favorite movies. Movies. Oh. Um, hmm. Difficult question. <laughs> um... I mean, recently, I, I guess recently, I, from the ones that I watched recently, I really, really loved um, 1917, let's say, which was yeah. one of the um, last movies I think I saw before going into quarantine. 
Um, no, maybe that's maybe I'm I might be wrong on that. I don't I can't remember yeah, properly. Who but, um, those days? Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything is so fuzzy for 2020. Everything's just like I, I don't have a proper time in my head. <laughs> uh favorite movies sorry that's that's such a hard question because i i i i love so many movies mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry wait uh, how about that this it, might it be easier everybody this might be easier for you unless you want to answer it but like what are three of your favorite musicians or artists Ooh, that's music a good artists? One. i like that unless that's uh, just as hard that's probably just as hard yeah. <laughs> it might be harder <laughs> That, that that is also a difficult one, but I I I have like more names at at the top of my head. Yeah, my head, exactly. Often, but I guess I I mean I really like uh, Thomas Newman. I think I we already talked about that mm-hmm. with and course yeah. going. Mm-hmm. But um, I I mean obviously I really like like John Williams. That he's not like in the list of the you know he's like somewhere somewhere else. <laughs> he doesn't go on the list. Um, I there's this one scene um from uh the hateful eight um the opening opening sequence uh, scored by ennio morricone who recently passed away actually which i don't know why is just so memorable and i'm always able to sing it like at the like like that you know um uh so that's like a really memorable piece of music for me i don't know why i don't know why it's just yeah. maybe it was in a particular state in my life at that point and then it just came into my life at, at that time mm-hmm. and it and maybe i don't know um i i like uh so we talked about uh, miyazaki movies i really like joey he's uh he's i uh, she i'm I'll probably butchering his name uh <laughs> um uh, there's a like younger generation composer called Ben Romer. I don't know okay. if you guys are familiar. With I'm him. not familiar with him. No. Uh, he made Beasts of the Southern Wild. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, he's and and especially in the TV shows that he does, I think he he's like right on point on finding the right atmosphere and mm-hmm. like establishing an identity. And for like whenever I watch a show that has his music, I'm like, wait, I. I feel like I know who made this and then I look it up and it's him and um, and it's just like the perfect score the perfect opening um title music and I can't imagine it um with anything else it just sets the tone just right I don't know how he does it but <laughs> that's the way I feel that's awesome um, yeah so sorry about the movies I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on that I'm gonna think a little <laughs> No, it stumps everyone and then like two totally. days later they text me or email me and they're like oh my god i have my movies i'm like i know sorry <laughs> it's hard on the spot <laughs> we should start putting it putting them in the uh podcast description so that way yeah, people can answer yeah, later for real you guys do actually like try to listen to the music also when you watch the movie like i i'm gonna start like paying more attention i uh if I feel like a huge connection to the music, I will definitely go back later and listen to it again. But I don't know if it's something yeah. that actively when I wa- am watching a movie that I pay attention to. Be- just because my cinematography background, it's like that's what I'm focused on the entire movie. I think music is so, yeah, because when I gave you The Bird, that was like months later. And I think I started hating that film. 
Um, I think what's awesome about music or working with a composer is it makes the film new again, more than anything else, mm. more than like doing coloring or sound design. But when you work with a composer, it literally brings a whole new life to the film where it's like you're watching it for the first time again. So, um, yeah, just everyone reach out to JP if you need music because um, she's, she's the right person. <laughs> so talented. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be sure yeah. to uh, link everything below so you can check out JP's work for yourself. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And yeah, congratulations again on your documentary. And yeah, keep us posted. We'll totally spread the news when it's ready. Yes. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. definitely. Happy belated birthday, too. Oh, happy Thank birthday. You. <laughs> what day was your birthday? Uh, the 13th. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Joyeux anniversaire. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> we have a special bond now, see? Because yeah. we speak the same. <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you again, JP. You're the yeah. best. Merci Thank beaucoup. you. You guys are the best.